0: Hey moms and daughters of the world, word on the street is there's a new popular podcast in town and the teen TV drama Mamas, Angie and Dr. Nikki have been spotted on many platforms. And I don't mean in Grand Central Station. They've been talking trash behind all of our favorite celebrities backs and teaching them some important lessons. Join the mom and daughter party for mind-blowing insights into the psyche of those badly behaved teen characters we know and love. You'll discover a fresh new way to approach stressful problems so you can have more fun and connection than you ever dreamed possible. XOXO, love the teen TV drama mamas. Mwah! hi angie hey nikki here we are talking about gossip girls more
1: gossip
0: about these
1: yeah crazy lives of the wildly rich and dramatic
0: hmm definitely dramatic although I, I I think that the drama is real like I've had particularly dramatic events in my life recently that I've seen and it was just amazing I'm like oh Gossip Girl is not that out of the ordinary
1: craziness it's true I think I mean we everybody watches or a lot of people watch Gossip Girl so what are we relating to we're relating clearly to the feeling the emotions of feeling insecure, of feeling stressed, of trying to fit into the friend group, the the fears and emotions and wanting to be loved and things that we all feel, we can relate to that.
0: Definitely. To be chosen, to be number one. Yeah. And, and if you're interested, everybody, we're on episodes six and seven. It's the mass. Master- fall episode of Gossip Girl and the burlesque episode and they're they're both pretty fantastic actually I sat on the couch with my roommate and my daughter and the burlesque episode came on now she is well into Gossip Girl like I think they're on season five or six or whatever and she's like oh this is a landmark episode I'm like really like what's landmark about it oh I know
1: important stuff happening
0: I know yeah, I,
1: I am drawn into the show more as we watch and the characters. Yeah, episode six was all about the virginity and then the the burlesque show in which we see Chuck kind of trying something new and trying to do something rather than just his normal ennui of life is boring and everything sucks and I'm a just stuck in this life no matter what I want. I have no choice. He gets an idea and wants to do something entrepreneurial and talk to his dad about it. So, so fun things to, to discuss. What about episode six, the master ball? What did you think?
0: Wait, I just wanna go back to, because first of all, I love that word on we, but you know, that thing about Chuck, and I think we could probably relate that to a lot of young people and ourselves included, is that when we're not pushed and we're actually like kind of relaxed and doing what we love to do and can think a little bit, that we most likely will come up with an interesting kind of elegant idea or solution for something, you know, than people think. And so people would always say, well, if people didn't work, then what would they do? who would clean up the garbage or who would do whatever. And I think there would be people who would want to do something like that. Somebody who likes to see things clean or to organize. So I don't think that we need to somehow be pushed because it's an expectation and an obligation in order to desire to do something. We won't Uh, all become lazy couch potatoes.
1: That is a great, that's a great point to think about. for, For anyone listening, are you doing the thing that you love or want to be doing? Are you kind of going along with how life happens without making those deliberate choices? And especially when you're young, I really think that's when the opportunities are ahead of you. You have the flexibility if you don't have the responsibility of a mortgage, of a family depending on you those kinds of things maybe around age 18 20 24 depending on where you are in life really taking that time that's the time that might feel like I just have to work and get through the next thing or save this money or you might have some short-sighted goal but really thinking big picture what do I want to do
0: it's It's your
1: chance, step back.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well that young adulthood, like you were just talking 20, 24 up to 30 where everybody tells you like, it's the time of your life or everything is so great it really is a hard time. Like you don't know who you're going to be with. You don't know where you're going to be working. You don't know where you're going to be living. You're probably moving every year, although Angie is still moving every year and she'll probably explain that at some point. But, uh, but it's a really tricky time and it would be a fantastic time in some ways to really get a as to what you would love to do, because you don't have those things that you just said, the mortgage and the family responsibility and so on. So it's, it's an absolutely fantastic time to explore something. But I think we get really nervous. And I think the other thing that happens is we get this timeline idea, like something should be done by a specific time. And so when you're constrained by time, then really nothing can happen organically or naturally.
1: Yes, that's so true. And I think there's that idea of like, it's a little bit socialized in us. Once you, you graduate high school or you've achieved this level of degree at college or this level at work that you then, now you're an adult and you're established and things are done. And that feeling kind of never settles in for most of us of yes, I've achieved all that I've needed, this, that satisfaction of complete done now I don't have to work so hard or figure things out anymore it doesn't come you're still 35 you're still 45 thinking what do I need to do next how do I get to the next part what do when am I going to feel like I have everything together
0: it's- yeah. I mean, you have to assume that if you're waiting for something in order to make yourself happy, then you'll even be nervous to lose the thing that you've waited for. Like mm-hmm. you will never achieve the happiness. So that whole idea about the happiness is the journey itself and learning where to go. That that's a pretty fantastic thing, you know, especially while you watch these shows, that's for sure. So you said about episode six, that masked ball. What yeah. did you think about it?
1: Yeah, I loved it. I mean, it I was, engaging I'm still Jenny is the one character that I have such a hang-up on Uh, she like it breaks me out of my little fantasy where I'm just going along with the gossip girl idea and Jenny being this contradictory I'm so innocent and clueless that I'm willing to be someone's personal servant and then I also have the smarts and the wherewithal to figure out how to to override these situations that where I can get myself into the masked ball even though I've been shut down and uninvited it's too contradictory for me either I can't see how she can be clever and and wily and then she's also clueless and willing to be someone's servant why doesn't she stand up for herself when Blair says you have to dry clean all
0: my dresses or whatever she's making her it's so interesting that you find her innocent and clueless like I think she is completely aware of what she's doing she's like I want in that group. And this is the way I'm going to work myself in. It's like starting as an intern in a company and getting people coffee and then working your way up. This is the way you work into the Blair Waldorf group. And she's so brilliant. The question I always have about Jenny is, can you retain your goodness while you become part of this kind of charade and craziness like can you still be that person who is thoughtful and kind and can think and somewhat generous and you know and not get herself into tremendously scary dangerous situations or not and I think we as parents are constantly navigating that with our children like can our children have these friends that we're like not so sure of and still be those people we raised or somehow what we envision them to be.
1: Oh, that's interesting because I'm wondering if Jenny is those things genuinely, is she kind and generous and thoughtful? Does she want to be? Because why would you choose Blair as your ideal friendship? And I don't, I don't know. I cannot compute (laughs) the the servitude and the disrespect and and Blair kind of always saying well you know you're not invited hun and you can't you're you're not allowed to hang out with us or I'm cutting you out or whatever insult she's throwing at her with a desire to think I want to spend more time with you I want to be just like you does she Want to be kind so and
0: generous? Interesting. I don't know. She, does she want to be just like them, or she wants to just be included in something? Because they're constantly like, you know, figuring out. Like she knows that Blair is going to say that to her, but you know, little Jay there still showed up at the ball, and she still had the Cinderella bracelet that she left behind for Blair to see. Right. And Blair kind of likes it. I think there is some way that Blair is looking like Serena is a real friend. Like I know she struggles and I know she slept with her boyfriend and I know she went away and didn't tell Blair, but there's something that Serena is trying to figure out in terms of her closeness with Blair. Not perfect, that's for sure. And you were talking about this the other day where like people are coming back and expecting things to be exactly the same. And maybe we could talk like just this moment for Vanessa, who. shows back up in Dan's life expecting it to be exactly the same as it was
1: oh that's so true right of course the the ex-girlfriend shows up and Dan gets caught in a lie when he tells Serena on the phone oh that woman's voice was just my sister and Serena's in the same room with the sister and knows he's lying and right why did the ex-girlfriend just show up I'm here, everything's exactly as it was. I assume you're still in love with me and I have Dan wrapped around my little
0: finger. And his whole family wrapped around her little finger too. Right. (laughs) I think she's been put on the show so that she can like, you know, kind of continue the the struggle between you know the working class guy who's going to that rich school and the rich people like she is the you know the activist and I, I know that you don't like these things and so he's like now caught like tappy between these two worlds of Serena and Vanessa and his own life that's for sure.
1: Right and then I liked that Vanessa brought up she she reminded him remember that person you used to be or you're not the you're not getting a a limo to the next fancy party are you she's kind of reminding us of that and uh, the cutest thing to me was that she said remember when you didn't you thought having sex too soon wasn't I can't remember what he thought about it but that that wasn't what he was choosing. And she's, and Dan said, there was no one who wanted to be with me.
0: Was, <laughs> and it was, I would have had sex. Yes. <laughs>
1: it was a sweet awareness of, of the male's innocence and, you know, insecurity and bravado that I think we don't get to see as much on Gossip Girl. The girl's we see a lot of insecurity and their conflicts, but for, for Dan, I thought it was nice for him to say, yeah, I, I wanted to, it was just me trying to cover up. <laughs> Trying to
0: look cool when no one when nobody wanted when Lonely Boy didn't when nobody wanted Lonely Boy, that's for sure. Oh, that's so interesting. Nate definitely has a little bit of it. Like, you know, it's not that he didn't want to sleep with Serena, but there was something he's trying to preserve or protect or be honest about when it came to Blair and sleeping with Blair, you know. And Chuck was constantly like, You should go tap that shit, you know, like go go get your girlfriend. Yeah. And Nate really was trying to be true to himself. It's not, it's not as if Nate. Nate, we don't know whether Nate would have sex or not. He clearly had sex with Serena, you know, fairly quickly and flippantly and he likes her obviously, Mm -hmm. but, but there's some way in which he wasn't just trying to take advantage of Blair and what was going on with Blair. Right. Right. No, I found that kind of interesting and yeah, do, do we and skip, we skip his- episodes to burlesque quickly only because oh, yeah. and Chuck and Blair at the end or do we get to that at the end there where Chuck actually seemed nice about sex for the first time and asked if it was okay and if she wanted that but I don't mean to skip but I'm so excited
1: no we're talking about both episodes right that's okay yes yeah this is the topic I all the couples that we're seeing kind of come together and the parents come together too but that was Chuck clearly saw Blair in a different light when he was when she was on stage at the burlesque venue and the person asked Chuck, who is that? And he said, I have no idea. It was this awareness that I thought I knew who Blair was. I had pigeonholed her as her character, but maybe there's more to her than that. Maybe. But uh, then my conflict with that scene was why does Blair have to be this sex kitten? You know, why is her distress when she's in that moment? of feeling hurt because of what happened with Nate, that she says, I want to escape. That's what the burlesque place is for, right? To escape, she immediately just goes to drinking and performing to get more attention, that was.
0: It's so interesting. I'm I'm not sure whether I saw it that way because when I think about Blair, like Blair is extremely contained and heading towards a goal, you know, and even during that episode where she was going to model her mother's clothes, they talked to her about being a stick and a twig and very like, you know, so there was something about her freeing herself somewhat, you know, where she could show herself in a certain way. And I think that Chuck- probably knows that she is the best match for him in terms of their goals, hopes, dreams, money, and whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, and even some desire and some ability to know the truth about each other. Blair was probably one of the... few and only women who'd like Chuck for his ability to be a little bit scheming and a little bit and she liked that she was totally into that and he never took advantage of her specifically which I thought was really interesting too like they that's had that's true thing.
1: yeah they're a good match and she she is her true self with Chuck she's not putting on any fake nice girl kind of facades that we see her do with other people with Chuck they're kind of whispering conspiratorially together and they she's being her true authentic self and he likes that about her
0: yeah and he was being a bit of a sensitive self Mm -hmm. being somewhat kind and finally I was like oh That makes sense to me. So we'll see how that rolls out. He is clearly always himself on some level, which Mm -hmm. is interesting to watch. We didn't talk about though, the sex with Dan and Serena, which I think is a whole different brand and version of it. What about his like dreams that he was having before, like these scared anxiety dreams about not being able to perform that was really, re- and watching the girl he wants to have sex with sleep with somebody else. So clearly he thinks he's going to be compared. Yes. <laughs> oh my God.
1: I thought this also was a great insight into Guy's insecurity, into yeah. the male insecurity, having that, that vision that somebody was going to be holding up a, a scorecard for him after, I mean, when he's having sex with Serena, I think it was, and then- And it being kind of played out in reality because when they're at school, not in the dream sequence and they're kissing, everyone's commenting and filming them and it is part of Gossip Girl. And it's almost as if their affection for each other their public displays of affection are entertainment for the rest of the school.
0: Oh, that's so brilliant that you saw it. Cause I didn't even realize that where it is all being recorded and graded on some level. That's, that's interesting. So yeah, he comes by it, honestly. Even
1: right. It, well, it's not even so far removed from reality. It seems so ridiculous in yeah. the scene, but I think maybe you are feeling that way. And certainly in the high school setting where things are, where you're all spending eight hours a day in this massive group. And you might've known each other for the last six or 10 years. And it is sort of a scene of, oh, did you see that so-and-so is now dating so-and-so or these people were holding hands in the hall. And the, you know, this happened for that person that you are being judged and almost in a competition.
0: Yeah, that's really wild. So when they actually had the opportunity to do it, because they didn't have the opportunity so often, or people would interrupt them or whatever, he was clearly nervous. And what do you think was going on with her? Because she was looking to consummate, and we've used that word before, something about this relationship. She was going like full force forward, but they also talked a little bit about, like, should we talk about this? Should we talk about, and nobody wanted to talk about it. Why is it that we don't talk to each other about sex and what we like and what we want to do and what's too much and what's not enough and what the safe words are? Like, why don't we, why Why do you think they were scared to talk about that?
1: Yeah that was it was there was, the idea was there that we could have this conversation and each of them <laughs> said more than once yes should we talk about this should we plan <laughs> it or just do it like everyone was aware of it but nobody ever had the conversation like i just want to talk to you clearly what do you want to happen how do you want this to happen what's okay for you it was Instead we'll we'll just keep avoiding it <laughs> and Why just it go we for it and Serena was all like it... let's go for it and we hear her background a little which we still don't know we don't have the specifics on her background but it's implied that she's had multiple partners and all kinds of wild sex experience and Dan is less experience is he a yeah, virgin so we don't virgin. oh yeah so he's worried and right. so maybe Serena's just going along with this is what happens next in a relationship we've been dating for however long two weeks
0: <laughs> is it two weeks I was like we've been dating for three episodes how long is three episodes right. I don't know <laughs> two episodes oh my god <laughs> um
1: yeah but why don't we have those conversations and why is yeah everyone's in such a state of insecurity and uncertainty I think
0: right and there's some guilt and shame depending on you know related to religion and family and who you grew up with and whatever so there might be some of that and there's probably also something about being rejected not wanting somebody to say you know I, I don't I don't like that or I don't want that or I don't want you like whatever it is it could come off as a rejection somehow
1: yeah and then we see there's also the parents are having this same kind of issue play out where uh where Dan's dad and Serena's mom have had a past where they were romantically connected now she's divorced there's he try he kisses her to make another guy jealous Chuck's dad jealous oh right it's Chuck's dad jealous because so I feel like there's there's been no maturity achieved between the years of 16 and 46 the um parents are still playing some kind of games with romance and does he like me and You know, who do I like and am I with him for money or because of what I think I can get from him or it just, yeah, seemed to fall in line right with what the younger crowd is also dealing with.
0: Absolutely. It it seems like you said there was some stunt in development where nobody was continuing to grow. That's for sure. And we said that all over the place. Like if we're getting out of the sex, maybe we've just finished this sex talk a little bit. So, you know, so Dan's clearly nervous about performing and then sweetly Serena also became nervous and remember why she became nervous she said because nobody has ever looked at me that way so finally she could tell that this meant something and that she was fully seen and fully loved and so she got nervous and I just there was something so sweet about her actually being able to tell that there would be something different for her, some possibility in the future, some way in which she could be loved and seen and made love to and whatever else. so
1: yeah, that was awesome. I love the, the wording of that all of that she she just said out loud yeah. to Dan i I feel scared yeah. and he said of me you know Visit. and she said I've never been looked at that way or I did and she said I think I don't even think anyone looked at me at all the yeah. guys I've been with in the past maybe didn't even look at me so that was a really kind of powerful moment to see her recognize yeah okay the feelings that Dan has for me that the, the communication that we have, this really is something kind of awesome.
0: Something kind of awesome. Yeah, that's pretty great. And so just to go back now to parents acting badly, what about Nate's dad and that freaking cocaine thing? What is that? Oh my God. And then the mom really like making excuses for him constantly at the expense of her child so that somehow their reputation doesn't get ruined. That Nate was more expendable as a human and his future than this cocaine driven dad there. Oh my God. I was like, floored. I don't know what you felt about that.
1: No, I mean, the parent behavior I think is so much more appalling the teenagers <laughs> <laughs> definitely have it more together than most 99% of the parents in the show so yeah I mean that all just seemed so absurd that the dad was willing to throw his son under the bus and blame the cocaine on him that that the dad would ever put that you would ever put yourself before your kid and then when finally dan i'm or or, yeah once he says to his mom that cocaine wasn't mine dad has a problem her absolute refusal to acknowledge what he's saying
0: to just be
1: willing to try to offer support i mean
0: Oh yeah. my God. And and really like, well, once she knew that he was right, because you know she took off the veil of, of lies that she let herself believe. Once she knew that he was right, then she started making justifications for him. Like things have been really hard and we've had problems with money. I'm like, stop it. Just stop, 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 stop. That was bad behavior. <laughs> Like really, but clearly, you know, she just didn't know what to do, and all her eggs were in this particular basket, and she'd been, you know, made to believe that that you know everything was contingent on that family looking a certain way and moving forward a certain way. Yeah, but it was it was it was hard to watch.
1: And again, it's just this bizarro level where the parents are obsessed with their son being part of Blair's family and the ring on Blair's finger and the idea that the parents are so involved in this, they're hanging all of their hopes and future on what their children do and how their children behave and forcing them into this position. All
0: of that is so disturbing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and not that unheard of, you know, that's, that's the other thing. So it might not happen to this level, but we clearly have ideas about what we want for our children, whether we believe that their lives will go better or not, or how it looks on our family. And so it's always great to kind of like notice that. And just, Mm -hmm. I always say, you know, leave all your thoughts to the light of some kind of discussion because you never know where they came from. You never know how they've been installed and who gave them to you and whether they're real and your true thinking or not. So it it can always be held to the light of at least some observation and some critical I am thinking. Not critical like you're going to beat yourself up for it, but that you get to decide something about it.
1: Yes. Just looking at it, bringing it to the light. That's, that's the great way to, to put it and looking at it, realizing what do I think about this? Do I have to think this? Do I want to think this?
0: Exactly. Um, Everything can be held to the light, you know, and, and the new thought is not necessarily the less true thought. The new thought might even be the more true thought, the intentional thought as the one that just kind of like comes out of you in a knee-jerk way. So exactly. yeah. Oh,
1: mm. Such good points.
0: So good. Was there anything else that we absolutely needed to talk about? We talked about Dan and Serena and sex and Chuckin and Blair and parenting stuff. Was there anything more about little Jay that we needed to say? I
1: mean, there's so much, I feel like every time we start talking, I, I get light bulbs and I could keep talking for an hour, but that's what's fun. We'll talk on the next podcast, more episodes ahead. Let's see how these characters develop. And I, it's fun just to have these conversations and kind of connect it to life a little bit. What, have, what am I thinking? What am I doing? How am I affecting my teenagers? how am I being
0: that overbearing parent and. Absolutely. Yeah, so if you guys are interested, first of all, we finished episode seven. So we're gonna do episode eight and nine next week. So, please watch it first, watch it with your teenagers, get a sense about what's going on. And then, you know, for each podcast, we're going to put out a little poll, like a questionnaire. So just answer those questions and answer the questions with each other. You just want to be curious and interested, lighthearted, know that everything is okay. And we got your back. So the show notes will have our information if you want to get in touch with us, just if you need more help, more clarifications, send us any messages that you want about things that you're thinking of, directions which you feel we should go, and we would love to hear your thoughts.
1: Uh, Yes, so fun. I would love to hear what anyone's ideas, yeah, thoughts, questions are
0: for us. Awesome. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Sweet.